The year 2020 is going to be remembered for a few things. One of those is the spread of the new coronavirus around the world. The other, the proliferation of the Karen meme, cancel culture, just being everywhere, and life being a little bit crazier than I think that many of us expected. Welcome to another Monday episode of Use Your Words Podcast. My name is Paul. Uh, thank you for joining me today, um, whether you're listening to this on Monday, Tuesday, or whatnot. So, all right, I need to preface, preface this episode with something. In order to do this episode, I had to run a little experiment on Twitter, and I had to intentionally troll online, something I don't like to do. And it doesn't make me feel the greatest that I had to do that, but it is what it is. If I would have you know, put in front of the tweet the uh, words, this is an intentional troll for a podcast, I would not have gotten the responses that I did. And boy, did I get responses. Now, before we get into what I did, let's define a few things. In current culture, current times, Karen is almost a universal meme. It stands for a person who calls a manager for any in slight inconvenience. Did their drink come too hot? They want to talk to the manager. Too cold? Manager. Person used the wrong tone of voice. Manager. On and on and on. You get the idea, of course. And, and of course, the male version of Karen is Ken. And honestly, I feel sorry for people named either Karen or Ken these days, uh, simply because of the fact of what their name has become, that it has become a meme. Now, the word tolerance, I'm going to read the definition right from Merriam-Webster and Oxford Dictionary. From Merriam-Webster, tolerance is sympathy or indulgence for beliefs or practices differing from or conflicting with one's own or the act of allowing something. That's a word fool. The Oxford Dictionary defines it as the ability or willingness to tolerate something, in particular, the existence of opinions or behaviors that one does not necessarily agree with. Cool. Tolerance. Now we know what that is. America is a melting pot. We allow people to come from all the world to come here, and we welcome those people here. There's some shared values that we have as Americans, but for the most part, we are tolerant of other people's cultures, opinions, views, in person at least. Online, that's a whole different story. And America has only been made, been made better for it, and we've gotten to learn from others. We've gotten to learn things that we may have never learned because we wouldn't have interacted with these cultures, uh, these people, uh, these opinions and thoughts. But tolerance is required for that to work. And online, it seems more and more, if you don't espouse the views of the vocal minority, then you are threatened, shouted down, at least virtually, berated, insulted, and a whole host of other things. Now, when I say vocal minority, I am not kidding. Only 7% of the United States population uses Twitter. 87% of people in the United States have heard of it, but only 7% use it. On the flip side, with Facebook, you have 88% of people in the U.S. who have heard of Facebook, and 41% have a profile on the platform. This would be crazy enough, but it actually gets worse. Of all the content generated on Twitter, 80% of the content is generated by the top 10% of Twitter users. And the top 10% of Twitter users tend to focus on politics, specifically left-leaning politics. Breaking this down further, 77% of Twitter users are wealthier than the general public, and 41% are making 75k or more per, per year. 
Something else that's important to know about all these statistics, business accounts were taken out of the data and are not considered when averages are generated. Now I bring up all these stats to give you an idea of what the average Twitter person is. They are a very vocal minority. And I say minority because they're typically less than 10% of the general Twitter population, but they are the squeaky wheel that gets the oil. It is because of this low engagement and usage that I personally have not really been engaged with Twitter too much, both personally and with the podcast. Now, with all that, what did I do last week? Last week, Kroger, the parent company for a chain of grocery stores, jewelry stores, I didn't know they did jewelry, uh, medical clinics, and a bunch of other places, posts on Twitter that they're going to mandate face masks be worn by all people entering their stores starting on July 20th. And let me make this very clear. This is a private property. This is a private company. They have every right to mandate conditions of entry into their stores. And if they want to require masks, they are well within that right to do so. And if people do not want to wear a mask, they can be turned away at the company's discretion. And no, I don't believe that a store requiring a mask is an attack on anyone's rights or freedoms. Now, if you want to have a conversation on the effectiveness of wearing a mask and want to come at this with scientific peer-reviewed papers, you know, the gold standard of papers, of science, then let's have that discussion. But entry into a business is an open and shut case, as they can control entry into the business in areas where there is no local mask mandate. In the case where areas of a local mask mandate, that's controlled by government, separate conversations. So back to that tweet. I had the idea for this episode swirling around my mind for a little bit, but I never set up a second social media account. So I decided to just go ahead and do the deed from my main social media account. So I went to Twitter, I responded to the Kroger tweet. And I'd like to say now, sorry to Kroger that they had to have this troll tagged onto their tweet. And the tweet was this, thanks for letting me know to no longer patronize your stores. Appreciate it. Nothing incendiary about masks. Nothing calling mask wear sheeple. Seen that a lot on social media. Nothing of this being about uh, being against my rights or taking away my rights. Nothing about hating on people for going there wearing masks. Just a simple, I choose to take my business elsewhere since you are requiring a mask. And Twitter, you didn't disappoint. Now, of course, you had a decent number of people liking the post, which is going to happen no matter what is said, because people are going to have, you know, opinions. But the responses, those are the things I was looking for. Those were a few glad you won't be there posts. Okay, that's fine. But those are, you know, everyday around the mill, whatever. Wasn't really anything incendiary. But then there are the intolerant Karens and Kens. So since this happened, and after I thank them for participating in this experiment, a lot of the people have since either privatized uh, their Twitter accounts or deleted their responses completely. One would imagine and hope they did this because they were ashamed of what they wrote and did online. So the responses. I had one person threatening to contact my employer since I was such a threat to, and I quote, myself and others with the ending of effing winger terrorists because I was taking my business elsewhere. Again, no mention about masks in the tweet at all. I had a bunch of others call me dirty and nasty Mexican, idiot, and many other hate-filled things. Again, mostly deleted now. I had one person, one, 
one person who engaged civilly with me. And due to this civil conversation, I actually let him in on what I was doing, why I was intentionally trolling. And he came back and said, yeah, maybe his initial reaction was a little maybe over the top and not necessary because he was still on the kind of the incendiary side. But after the initial responses, he became civil. And for everyone that responded to me, I responded with, you know, I've already had this virus. I've recovered. Please tell me why I should have to wear a mask. I have antibodies for it. I said that expecting hopefully to get some responses that the store owner says that they want the mask. And if they would have said that, I would have been like, boom, perfect perfect answer. Instead, they didn't do that. Instead, what they did was they said, well, I had chicken pox as a kid and I had shingles and as an adult, you're not immune. Two different things. We're talking about a uh, time of weeks versus months. They also forgot to bring up the fact that the CDC has said at this time, they don't know anything about immunity at this point, uh, whether it's uh, long lasting, short lasting, not lasting, blah, 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 blah. A few people brought up and pointed to news websites, which I checked and ran through uh, NewsGuard, and they were not marked green. They were marked red and said that this was their proof on why I was an idiot. I then asked for peer-reviewed scientific papers on the effectiveness of either masks, the immunity, etc. Their only response, there's no time for science. We have to do what they say because science takes too long to be useful. Okay. Not one person want to engage in any conversation on this. Instead, just use Twitter as a platform of outrage, using it to shout their insults with confidence that no one should even have the right to talk about an opinion counter to theirs. They were the law, and I had to bend to their will. And if I didn't, if I didn't, I was an intolerant, evil bigot because I dare say that I will take my business elsewhere. Again, I didn't even mention masking my tweet. It would have been one thing if they engaged in a conversation about why I said I was taking my business elsewhere. But no, they made assumptions and jumped right down to everything else. Now, and it was just a quick jaunt from me taking my business elsewhere to your dirty, nasty Mexican. By the way, my Twitter handle is now average half mex. My old Twitter handle has been archived and I've reserved it in case I want to use it again. But I had the, that Twitter going. You know, and I got all of this and all this data and all this feedback, and I, and I thanked all the most vile responses. I thanked them all personally. I actually uh, linked them all in one tweet saying thank you for your data. And I had a very Schadenfreude moment, however you say that, afterwards, when they started actually going and attacking each other, saying that they didn't deserve to have opinions and they were less than human and many other insulting things, and they didn't realize that they were all on the same side. Because I tagged them all into one Twitter thread, so immediately they had to go after each other. Instead of reading the room and figuring out what was going on, they just said, Pleh. Now, one person, he tried to insult me because I said it was going to be for podcasting. He's like, oh, you got a podcast. That's nice. You only have so many uh, followers on Twitter. Again, I point back to the fact that only 7% of Americans are on Twitter, and the ones that are on there are the very loud vocal minority. Now, I started out this experiment with the thesis that social media was toxic. But one of the people, as they were kind of trying to backpedal and insult me at the same time, after I said I was going to do a podcast on this, convinced me on something. It's not social media that's toxic. 
It is people that are toxic, specifically the intolerant Karens and Kens that congregate on Twitter. So what can you do to be online, be part of Twitter, and not be part of the toxic culture that's there? Good question. The first thing is to assume that in the attentions of the person posting something comes from a place of good. Now, obviously, if someone's saying to kill yourself or other things of harm, etc., you can't assume anything about that is good. There's no way you can. You just ignore those people. They are too far gone or they are intentionally trolling. In fact, if they're trolling, they're just looking for other people to react to their content because they enjoy the attention. And the best way to deal with a troll, you just ignore the troll and they go away. But for everyone else, if they post an opinion that you do not agree with, assume they are coming from a spot of good intention. They have an opinion that you do not agree with necessarily. But does that mean that they are bad or evil? No, it doesn't. I'm sure you have opinions that you hold that they would disagree with and would want them to show you respect as well if they knew about it. Social media, especially for people we don't know personally, gives us just a small glimpse into the other person's life. We don't know the full story behind why the person may hold that opinion. We all come from a variety of backgrounds, which shapes our views. Plus, in order for us to have a tolerant society, we must allow for others to have different opinions than us. Show me a family that has all people in the family with the same exact opinions on everything, and I'll show you a boring family that is lying to everyone else and keeping their opinions secret. Second thing to do, ask questions. Try to get to know why the other person has the perspective they have. They may have a great reason to think like they do. And once you know why their opinion might shift to... And once you might know, your opinion on their opinion might shift to, oh, that makes sense. Instead of the initial emotional-based ranking of that opinion that it's opposite of mine. Third, know that people are people. They're going to have different opinions, and this melting pot is what makes life entertaining and interesting. Everyone having the same opinions is boring. And it's also a big red flag. Groupthink is a dangerous thing, and that is how people abuse power by using social manipulation to make groupthink the norm. But above all, be good to people. Don't immediately cuss someone out or insult them just because they have a different thought than you. Take the opportunity to learn why they think the way they do. Because when opinions are brought into the sunlight, the sunlight, things that are incorrect and toxic not only are exposed, but are disinfected. You are unable to change a person's mind with insults. However, engaging in a relationship with a person and making connections with them on a personal level is the most effective way to change a person's opinions.